You're listening to the Crafting a Magical Life show, hosted by me, Sarah Martha. I'm a multi-passionate creative on a personal journey to craft a magical life through both my spiritual crafts and artsy crafty crafts. On this eclectic show, I will share my creative ideas and experiences with you. We'll talk about all things from spiritual healing, personal development and tarot cards, to decorating, recipes, self-care, and do-it-yourself projects so that you too can craft your own magical life. So are you ready? Let's get crafty. Hello, my magical friends, and welcome to another Crafting a Magical Life show. I am Sarah Martha, and today I'm so excited to talk to you about five special weeds that Mother Earth can provide you in her natural garden. So besides the sunshine and warmer days, the best part about spring is watching the rebirth of nature. We see it in the animals, plants, even in ourselves. Earlier this season, we conducted a three-part spring workshop on release and renewal, where we talked about nurturing new life by growing things. If you were just joining us here and missed out on the free workshop, don't worry, it's not too late. You can just head back to episode four after you're done listening to today's show, of course, and you can get started. Gardening can be such a wonderful way to connect and align with the natural energies of the season. However, some of us don't have the time, space, or means to have our own garden. Even plants and pots need a certain level of care that sometimes busy people can't keep up with. And some people just don't want to care for their own garden, and that's okay too. But whether you are someone who loves or hates gardening, this is a great episode for you because we are going to talk about how nature is working hard to grow a special, wild garden just for you. Now before we get started, I want to let you know that we are going to be talking about wild plants today. So typically when we speak about going out and picking wild plants, this is called foraging. You go out and you forage for wild plants. While this is amazing and lovely because again, nature is doing all the work for us and it's free, you must be extremely careful when going out and foraging plants, especially if they are plants that you are not sure about. So please just know that our motto is that when in doubt, leave it out. We are going to provide pictures on our blog and you can also take your own time to research and look up the different wild plants that we're going to mention here today. But please remember that it's your responsibility to make sure that you are informed and confident enough before you head out to forage wild plants. Now the plants that I'm going to share with you today, there really aren't any toxic look-alike. So I'm not sharing anything with you that you really need to be concerned about going out and finding something is a toxic substitute for the plants. But again, foraging is a huge level of responsibility, not to be taken lightly, so please be safe and when in doubt, leave it out. Also, I'm going to share with you a few ways that some of these wild plants do have and provide medicinal properties. Nature is amazing for taking care of humans, and it's such a gift that we can access beautiful healing plants that will support a healthy lifestyle. But please remember, I am not a medical professional. You should always consult your doctor before you go ahead and use anything that you're not sure about, especially if you're pregnant or breastfeeding. Last thing before we dig in is a reminder that all of our recipes can be found on our blog and 
step-by-step tutorials will be added to our TikTok, YouTube Shorts, and Instagram Reels over the next couple of weeks, so be sure to check in often. Unfortunately, because Alyssa and I also have full-time jobs and are working hard to build our business alongside of our full-time job, we can't always release our podcasts along with all of our step-by-step tutorials at the same time so that they are all out with perfect timing. But we believe in our content and the value of what we're talking about so much that we don't want to wait for you to have access to the information. So we're going to get everything out to you as timely as we possibly can. So we're going to start with the information in today's podcast and then roll out all of our step-by-step pieces over the next week or so. The first wild plant we're going to talk about today are wild onions. Wild onions look just like chives growing from the ground. Early in the spring, you'll notice them. They're probably going to be about four or five inches above the ground. They are thicker than regular grass, so you're going to start to notice that, hey, that's just not like a pocket of grass growing over there. They grow densely and close together like a chive, and they will continue to get taller, and eventually they will form little curly tops. To identify a wild onion, you can just pinch off a part of the green, just give it a smell, and it should smell just like onions. To use wild onions, you're going to use them just like you would with chives. And then you can even hang them in bunches to dry, cut them into small pieces, and store them in an airtight jar for later. Our next wild plant that we're going to talk about is peppermint. Peppermint is pretty common. Probably all of you or most of you have seen real fresh peppermint, at least at the grocery store or someplace. But peppermint is one of those things that at least here in the Northeast, it does grow wild. Peppermint looks like stems with flat green leaves that often have like serrated edges. Later in the season, as it starts to grow and mature, it will form purple cone-shaped flowers and those are also edible. Young peppermint plants will start out forming their leaves quite early and the earlier leaves look actually a little more round than the more mature leaves which turn out to be more of like an almond shape. To identify a peppermint plant, just tear off part of the leaf and give it a smell. It'll smell just like mint. This refreshing herb has many digestive health benefits and to use it, you could add it just to your water, make tea, either hot or iced tea. You can chop it up and add it to fruit salads, smoothies, or again, like we mentioned before, your favorite cocktails. Peppermint also can be preserved by hanging and drying for later use. My favorite way to use the wild peppermint growing in my backyard is to create a really easy peppermint iced tea. It's one of my favorite ways to refresh after coming in from working in the hot garden. To make a quick and easy peppermint iced tea, fill a quart-sized mason jar about a quarter of the way up with fresh chopped peppermint. Pour boiling water over the mint until it reaches the top of the jar. If you want to add honey to sweeten it, I would do that part now because it will dissolve much easier. If you're using raw honey, you may want to let it cool to a temperature that's below 104 degrees. That way you're preserving all the healthy enzymes of the honey as well. Next, just cover it up and refrigerate it until it's cool. Then you can just strain off the leaves and enjoy. I like to add fresh lemon or lime to mine as well. The last wild plant I would like to share with you today is something called purple dead nettle. Purple dead nettle is a common spring plant and it's likely something that you have growing right in your yard and probably even pull them out as a weed. Purple dead nettle has a square stem and hairy leaves that turn purple towards the tips of the plant. It does have little purple flowers and the leaves are really densely crowded along its stem. Again, this one is 
very common, but you probably just don't know the name of this common plant. So we will make sure to provide a picture of it and you can also just, you know, Google purple dead nettle and you can find some pictures of your own. There are no toxic lookalikes to purple dead nettle. However, when in doubt, go without. The best uses for dead nettle are to make a tincture, you can use it in tea, and even you can sparingly use it on salads. Because the leaves are a little hairy, you don't wanna go too crazy using it as like a fresh green. But dead nettle is amazing for seasonal allergy and inflammation support. But because purple dead nettle has such great medicinal properties in terms of being an anti-inflammatory and reducing the symptoms of seasonal allergies, I typically don't use it a lot for fresh foods. I mostly create tinctures with it. Now, if you're not sure what a tincture is, it's basically a concentrated herbal extract and it's created for the purpose of taking as an herbal medicine. They're really, really easy to make and to use. I am someone who does really struggle with seasonal allergies, specifically in the springtime. So I do find that purple dead nettle, creating it as a tincture for me is best because it does provide me a more concentrated way to be able to access the medicinal properties without having to drink a whole bunch of the tea which is supportive, of course, on its own, but the tincture is just a more potent way to get it. And to take a tincture, you just drop a few of the drops under your tongue. So if you've never created a tincture before, I got you. We're gonna walk through the process step-by-step right now because it's super easy. What you're gonna do is you're going to combine a quarter cup of chopped purple dead nettle with a half a cup of high-proof vodka. Then you put it in a jar with a lid and you just shake it up and then store it in a dark place away from direct light or heat for about a month. Now you can use any other medicinal herb you want or combination of. So if you you know wanted to make something other than purple dead nettle, say like peppermint or a yarrow tincture, just of course always make sure you know what you're using. But this is a basic tincture recipe that would work with multiple different herbs. After about a month, then you can strain out the herbs. And I like to store all of my tinctures in one of those little dropper bottles because then it's really easy to take it under your tongue. Or you can take it in a spoon of honey if you find that the alcohol is like, you know, too much for you to take under your tongue. Again, tinctures are not something that you should be using if you are pregnant or breastfeeding. And for anyone, just you're always going to consult your doctor first. So friends, those are my very favorite early springtime free nature's garden foods that are out there just waiting to be used in your kitchen or home apothecary. Be sure to be checking our social media often over the next week or two as we'll add some of those videos that will help support the learning of today's podcast. If you are loving this podcast, please consider giving us a five-star rating so that other lovelies just like you can find us too. And even better, I bet you have a friend that could use a little extra magical goodness. So please just share the podcast with a friend. Word of mouth is the best way to spread the love. Thank you again so much for joining us. We hope you have a lovely week. See you next time.